0: Baron Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares, and we are back from our commercial break. The second half of our show is sponsored by Marianne McNally, and she's... So I actually got the chance to see her again. Um, we've had her in studio before, but um, for the honoree uh, dinner that, Baron you did last weekend, um, I got a chance to see her and... She's so beautiful and sweet and kind. And right now she's going through a battle again with cancer. So please keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Um, We all know the power of prayer. So definitely keep her in your prayers. Um, But can't this show is definitely near and dear to her heart and so even through her difficult times right now she is sponsoring this second half of it so that we can broadcast this information to you guys um and she is with next home realty connection and they just opened up an office here in salem so that's super exciting her office phone number is 503-213 3550. I'll repeat that number again um, at the end of our show for those of you that didn't have a pen and a paper. But she is your go to if you have any real estate needs, questions, wants, anything. Um, so if you're looking to sell your home, wanting to buy a home, not really sure where to start, definitely give her a call. She will help you out with anything and everything or direct you in the right place if she can't. So Back to this shocking information that you were going to hit me with, but we had to go to break, and you say it's good, so I'm waiting.
1: On the second of day of January. Christmas, my true love came to me. Sorry. Where did that come from?
0: <laughs> on the second. Oh, and it just, on the,
1: <laughs> Where did that come from? It on, just on, on January the 2nd was our podcast, but the show actually aired on the 31st. And we talked about some of the goals that Kicking Cancer had for this year. Mm-hmm. And the thing we talked about was the Charitable Pharmacy Act in Washington. Yes. And how I was working with Kevin Mannix mm-hmm. to get that down here in Oregon. Yeah. Well, I brought in an email from okay. Kevin Mannix as chief of staff. Okay. Michelle Moon is his chief of staff. And I think the, the start of this email is intriguing <clears throat> because I had talked to Kevin and I explained the whole Charitable Pharmacy Act in Washington. He says, oh, once I get elected, I'm going to draft these bills. Which, by the way, Kevin has 76 bills ready to take to Congress right now. Okay. He hasn't wasted any time drafting no. some bills. He's right? amazing. So he says, once we get elected, I said, great, I'll help you get elected. So he got elected, and then I sent his chief of staff a reminder that we wanted to try to work on this. So she says, I have not forgotten about the pharmaceutical donation issue. Please see the research memo below. The good news is, Oregon already has a statute that mirrors the Washington statute. Already in place. Already in place. No way. So you don't. You say I don't like grass grow.
0: No, you really don't. January's
1: not done, <laughs> and it's already there. That's amazing. <laughs> That's huge. It's huge. This is this is amazing that we. Oh, what's more amazing is it was. It's House Bill, um, I don't want to say it wrong, because Michelle might be listening. (laughs) It's House Bill 2535 that was passed in 2009. 2009? This law has been here for 13 years. We have had our version of the charitable pharmacy in Oregon for 13 years.
0: For 13 years, with all the struggles with people with medication and health insurance, and we've had this in place for 13
1: years? And... Now I'm really going to piss you off. Oh, gosh. They codified it, which means that they have to revisit bills periodically. Right. Right? So it was codified uh, in Chapter 685, Section 770, which is a lot of fancy legal talk um, of the Oregon revision statutes in 2021. So this bill was revisited a year and a half ago.
0: Wow. I'm angry It's a good thing Terry's not here. <laughs> I'm angry.
1: So what, what uh, Michelle goes on to say is, it sounds like the next step is possibly an education campaign.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: She had contacted a gentleman uh, on January the 10th. So our show aired on the 31st. went to podcast on the 2nd of January. Mm-hmm. On the 10th, eight days later... She gets an email back from a gentleman named Daniel Dietz, and his job is he is the, I want to say this correctly, he is the legislative analyst for the Legislative Policies and Research Office. So she went right to the perfect person. Mm-hmm. Your job is to do research on policy. Go find yeah. this thing. Yeah. Right? And he comes back with a really lengthy, but I'll hit a couple of the highlights in his email. Perfect. He says, your office contacted the Legislative Policy and Research Office with a request to research the charitable, pharma- the charitable prescription drug program in Washington State. And I had sent her the exact link to that mm-hmm. so they knew where to go look. And to investigate whether a similar program might be established to help uninsured Oregonians with prescription drug costs. Like Washington, Oregon has a charitable prescription drug program established as the passage of what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So he did all of his research and found out that we have it. Program rules allow, so this is what our bill does. Okay. It allows prescription drugs, except for narcotics, to be donated by an individual, a long-term care facility, a pharmacy, a drug manufacturer or wholesaler, a medical clinic or a medical provider who is licensed to dispense medication.
0: Okay. That's everybody.
1: (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's like everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Donations must be received by a designated point of contact at a drug outlet that is registered with the Board of Pharmacies. Well, Dee Dee Hazard, I'm going to say her name on air right now, Dee Dee Hazard is the mother of Jonathan. And they already have the infrastructure in place in Spokane to do this. The, the deal is we have to have a point of contact. Right. That's Cancer Can't working alongside and Cancer. And we're gonna find Walgreens, Costco, somebody has to be the pharmacy that To distribute is, it. Right, because they have to be a registered with the board of pharmacy. Okay. So we can't be a pharmacy. Right, But we can't, you know. And the great analogy that, because you, you remember Didi talked about this mm-hmm. at our honoring meeting. The great example she gave was you go buy a 90-day supply of whatever drug. This is just cancer drug. This is every drug. You buy a 90-day supply, three pills in, you're having an allergic reaction.
0: And then you just got to, yeah.
1: So where do the other pills go? Mm-hmm. Landfill, water yeah. system. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. 1.3 trillion dollars a year are thrown away.
0: trillion a year There's your shocking
1: number. (laughs) $1.3 trillion a year of paid-for drugs are being thrown away. That's insane. And we have a system to fix it.
0: Already in place. So the hard part's already done. The
1: the bill's passed. That's hard. Mm -hmm. The infrastructure's in place. That's hard. Those two are done. Now it's a matter of taking and replicating what's in Spokane and get it down here. Okay. I didn't last grasp it.
0: No, you did not.
1: <laughs> um, the other thing I think that is interesting in his email back is he says, um, let's see, other states with similar programs have struggled with implement- implementation obstacles. So other states have said this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And they pass it. But we do this all the time. We pass a bill and then we don't think about how do you actually make that thing work.
0: So then it just sits.
1: And it just sits. hmm Uh, Including, so other states have had problems implementing, including lack of awareness about the program. Amen to that. No central agency designated to operate it. Okay. That would be cancer camp. Mm -hmm. And no budget to fund the program. We're going to eliminate their budget. It's not their job anymore. Yeah. You guys suck at your job anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) we're taking the budget excuse out of the picture. Yeah. We're taking the central agency out of the picture. And this email has now been forwarded to the Oregon Health Authority.
0: That's awesome. Telling them, why
1: are you guys not doing your job? Yeah. The last thing he says down here is, if Oregon faces implementation obstacles like other states, it may require more public awareness or operational capacity. Mm -hmm. When Dee made this announcement at the honor and evening, Mayor Clark was there. Yep. And she sent a text to Ron Wyden.
0: So she didn't let grass grow she under her feet either. either.
1: No, I think what makes this so monumental is it, it's really, a, it's a very simple as DD explained to me. It's very simple. We have somebody in West Salem and they get nine day supply of whatever. And they have three pills in a reaction. Those the drugs then go to Costco. We'll just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. We don't have a pharmacy figured out, but we're going to do that. So then they go to an actual registered pharmacy and then somebody in the Cottage Grove, which is just south of Eugene, goes. I can't. I don't, I'm uninsured. I can't afford it. I need these drugs. They're critical to my life. Mm-hmm. They then go into the database, which says, "Oh, those drugs were donated from West Salem," mm-hmm. and then they get sent to Cottage Grove.
0: It's brilliant. Uh, another example is my son. He takes um, digestive enzymes. It's over two thousand dollars a month um, if insurance without insurance.
1: Without insurance.
0: Without insurance. Is- what is it with insurance? He gets it for free.
1: What if you didn't have insurance?
0: Exactly. And they recently changed it over to a different milligram. So he has a different, um, as he grows, it changes. And so with the old prescription, we would normally just toss it because we can't do anything with it. But now for something like this, I mean, it's an extremely expensive prescription that for him, eventually he he would wither away without it. And it's something he needs to live. Mm -hmm. And so I would imagine the other people that take it, he takes it for a little bit different reason than most people on that particular medication. But that's an expensive medication that could be to true value to other people. So I think it's huge. And then there's people like um, cancer patients that pass away. And they've got all of these prescriptions still filled. Maybe just filled them.
1: Well, in the example that Dee Dee gave... There at the honoring evening her son jonathan had bone cancer and he, he knew he had x number of days to live or weeks whatever it was he knew he was going to die and he looked in his cabinet he had about seventy thousand dollars Paid for, paid for drugs, Mm -hmm. but he's like, mom, I don't know where these are going to go. Yeah. And that's why he was inspired to help get the act in Washington. But the fact that we already have this act in Oregon Mm -hmm. and how many Oregonians actually need drugs.
0: Oh, yeah. Like,
1: shame on you guys for not doing your job. Mm -hmm. 13 years it's been in place. Yeah. So I guess it just means that cancer can't and kicking cancer is going to help do your dadgum job. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Don't give me the budget excuse. We're going to solve that one for you. Don't give me the infrastructure excuse. We're going to solve that one for Mm -hmm. you. Help me with the... Getting awareness, yeah, because that is your job, and you guys seem to have an awful lot of money to advertise about COVID shots. Yeah, like advertise about this thing.
0: So I have a question. Sorry, get a little fired up right no, now. No, <laughs> you're okay, and you might not be able to answer this. But what about expired medication?
1: Expired is included. So there, there are. Because the, I mean,
0: if I was down and out and I had no money, I would, pref- I would gladly take up expired medication over no medication.
1: Well, I did I did get um, a message from Dee before the show. So she said that um, Jonathan's bill was devised. There's a lot of things to work through with some of the goals. How does the information get communicated? What groups are it get communicated to? What pharmacies? What insurance? What cancer and medical agencies? Um, how do we develop a brochure to sort it out? Then find the who to turn it, the Medicaid into. There's a lot of what-ifs to mm-hmm. talk through. Right. Um, I believe that if I really needed a medication, if it expired, I probably wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I do know that years ago I worked in the grocery industry. And if you go into a store and it says sell by date, doesn't mean it's expired. Right. It's a sell by date. Mm-hmm. And for a variety of liability reasons, Safeway takes it off their shelf at that sell by date. Right. But a lot of times then that goes to grocery outlet. Okay. I mean there's other places that food can go and expired is a term that maybe pharmaceutical industry need to get involved in or the Board of Pharmacies need to get involved mm-hmm. in. Is this drug truly expired? Right. Like if if we gave that drug to your son and it's expired, would it cause more damages? That's way above my pay grade. Right, right. <laughs> well, I
0: know like um we recently just did a food drive. And we donated, we divided up the the food to different uh, food banks. And um, we had a large donation of expired food. And we weren't sure if that would be acceptable and there was a good handful of uh, food banks that said, yeah, no, we that's a liability. And totally understandable then we had one in particular that was like no absolutely we'll take it because they take that food at their own discretion so th- they know it's expired we have it on a separate shelf like hey this is the expired food she said but nobody ever turns away from it and it you know and
1: for what it's worth when i started this conversation with kevin when he was in congress back in the 90s mm-hmm. he drafted a bill that basically said if you and I start a non-profit to distribute that food so the homeless can get food we are not liable if they get sick right and if so Safeway donates it to us Safeway is not liable he has he, there's a lot there's a bill already in place in Oregon that exempts us from liability okay from this person getting sick so the other ones that were telling you they wouldn't take your food mm-hmm. cause they don't know that law exists right but, so that's
0: what it sounds like right,
1: the one that did take your food knew that that This person needs food. They're not going to turn it away anyway. Right. And they're not going to be held liable if Mr. Homeless person gets sick.
0: And I'm so thankful that we asked and kept asking because we kept getting told no, 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 no. And then I think it was Hope Station. They said yes. Yeah. And it was like, oh, thank goodness. They were the last one on the list and... Otherwise, we would have probably thrown it all away.
1: And my guess is Hope Station knew that they were not going to be liable. Right. Like they take your food and Mm -hmm. give it to someone who needs it and they wouldn't be liable. Yep. But if you got – I mean, how much food do grocery stores throw away? Yeah. Because it hits sell by date, Mm -hmm. not really like don't eat it date. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So this this was my shocking news for you. That's
0: huge. That's – that's amazing. That's super exciting. I can't wait to see it unravel and and what can become of it. And hopefully we can use Washington as a as an example.
1: Well, as we get more of the infrastructure in place, we'll bring Dee Dee into the station and have oh, perfect. her Explain it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you again, Dee Dee, for everything you and your son did, and that we can partner alongside C- C- Cancer Can't to mm-hmm. you know make a difference in Argonian's lives.
0: Absolutely. She's definitely not letting her son die in vain.
1: No. That's no. awesome that
0: he thought of that, and she's out there fighting for it.
1: Well, and, I, and I'll just tell the listeners, every single year, um, we change the back of the shirt. We update it, and that's going to play into the story here in a minute, but we update the back on states and countries that we have shirts in. Right. Started with two columns and three columns. Now there's four columns, smaller print, because there's more states and more countries. Right. But one, every year, we pick one person. To honor their first year, it was James Warren. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: the back of the shirt says, James Warren Legacy. Okay. And all year long, every shirt had James Warren's name on it. This year, every shirt will have her son's name on
0: it. Oh, I love that.
1: And you might remember that I got a little emotional oh, giving yeah. her that shirt.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I had a really hard time telling her because <laughs> I knew her. But I also know that she is she is fighting his memory.
0: Mm-hmm. Which know? I love and adore and Honor and appreciate. Yeah. Pretty awesome.
1: Well, the shirts actually play into the story this week. Okay. Because the story isn't a person. It's something that I never in my wildest dreams vision would happen. Okay. But you got to see a fun video that we did called Kicking Cancer Goes Global.
0: Yes. That was a really cool video. That was well, so Well, because cool. your
1: sister-in-law was in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was It was pretty cool. I was in it,
1: too. You were. You uh, were like on some sand dunes. You mm-hmm, and Bo were We were together. at
0: Winchester Bay.
1: Yeah, you mm-hmm. were in it. So you were in there. And um, thanks to, to Jackie, where there's a shirt in Tanzania now.
0: No, it was just really cool to see... Literally, the kicking cancer movement move across the globe. Yeah. It was really
1: cool. That was was an awesome video. There was one from Austria and Hungary and Peru and Mexico. and
0: Everywhere. Yeah. It was awesome.
1: Uh, Well, when I started this for Brenda, um, I had some friends in Newport. We lived in Newport. And they said, hey, we're we're going to visit our daughter in France. So they bought four shirts, two for them and two for the daughter. And they left the two in France. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I have a cousin who lives in British Columbia. Well, she was visiting her mom in Seattle, so she, we went some to Seattle. So we had a few in countries, but it was just like really weird how they got there, mm-hmm. right? Well, what became even more weird was October 2019, in our little timeline here, there were 27 Japanese delegates who had come to Salem. And I guess we all have like sister cities in Japan, and so this was our sister city. But they were trying to figure out... Like, how does Oregon government work? How does city government They were trying to get comparisons. Right. And they all spoke purely Japanese. Okay. And I got asked to come talk to them. Oh, okay. Uh, do you speak Japanese? <laughs> not, a, not in a word. <laughs> not in a word. <laughs> Nothing is harder than giving a presentation and you say a sentence that you have to stop talking so that he can then say over that exact same sentence in Japanese.
0: I bet you, lo- I would have lo- lost my train of thought <laughs> so quick.
1: It was really hard to try to explain to these 27 Japanese people what I was doing kicking cancer. Right. But then say a sentence, let him translate. Say okay. A sentence, let him that's translate. That's awesome. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I've got these 27 people that are going to go back to Japan, right? Yeah. So just for fun, I put a sticker underneath one of the chairs and I told the guy, I said, have them look on the chair. And this one guy had it. So I gave him, and this is actually the new shirts that had gone to the front with the kid cancer on the mm-hmm. front. And I gave him a shirt. And that's how the very first shirt really made it global.
0: That's a really clever idea to put a sticker on the chair and, okay, who's got the sticker? Like how am I going to communicate
1: with these Japanese people?
0: That's really cool. How, that was a fun little way to do a shirt giveaway type of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, after, after doing that, um, other people said, well, I'm going to Germany. I'll take some shirts. So all, we actually now have a shirt in 34 states. Wow. The new one, the new shirt you saw that I gave. That's cool. And those are easier for me to ship. Mm -hmm. You know, I get an email. Someone lives in West Virginia. You give me your address, pay $5 extra for shipping, and I ship it off to you. Right. But we also have a shirt in 32 foreign countries.
0: That's really cool. So 34 different states and 32 different
1: countries. 66 locations have a shirt.
0: That's really awesome. And some
1: are more dense. Like Oregon has a lot of shirts. Right. Washington, um, Washington probably Washington, has a good amount. Uh, Arizona has quite a few. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's But there's like two shirts in South Dakota. Right. But at least we add South Dakota because there's Absolutely. There, right? Um Absolutely. There's 10 shirts in New York. That's so cool. Because this one gentleman emailed me and said, I want to buy one for my whole family. Mm-hmm. So that I ship 10 shirts off to New York. That's um, so up awesome. Near, up near Buffalo, New York, that part of the state. Mm-hmm. Um and then what started happening, which was again really fun and surprising, is people would go on vacation and they would take a they would wear their shirt mm-hmm. and take a picture and send me a picture. So we got this great picture, a guy who lives here, his name's Manny Martinez. Oh
0: yes. You know Manny?
1: Of course. Yeah. Uh Manny, who can be a
0: good guitar player? I can be a
1: good guitar player. Wrong Manny Martinez. Oh. <laughs> Oddly enough, there's two Manny Martinez. Just ones. kidding. <laughs> well, Flipping ma- out. The Manny the Manny <laughs> that I know, um, he, I met him at Greeters, and he's he's from the Dominican Republic. He grew up in New York, uh, got his master's degree in business, went on to work in Wall Street. Um, and so, when I met him at Greeters, he'd always say, "How you doing?" Okay, with that pure New York accent. Mm-hmm. He uh, and then he starts his own business. So he is actually up in Brooks. It's called Copa Wealth Management. Okay, that's his management company. And he took a blue shirt. This is a big New York. New York Giants, no, New York Yankees fan, big Yankees fan. They took a blue shirt He got a picture in front of the Copacabana. Mm-hmm. So that Barry Manilow song, Copa, Copa. Okay. He got a picture in front of the Copacabana. Oh, that's cool. Because that's what he named his company after. Yeah. And then you can see um, all these plays down Broadway down behind him. Yeah. And he sends me this picture from New York. That's awesome. Somebody went on vacation to Mexico and sent me a picture from Mexico.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And then you sent one with Jackie.
1: Yep.
0: In Tanzania.
1: And now that, you know, now that we've got some inventory, we've got some actual money in the budget, if I know someone's going someplace, um, I, I just, we count it as a donation within our profit loss statement. But I say, do you mind leaving a shirt?
0: Right. Like, leave it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one to of keep our- the
0: movement going. Yeah.
1: Well, there's now a shirt in Bali. Okay. There's a shirt in Tahiti. Wow. There's a shirt in Costa Rica-
0: <laughs> Doing a little dance.
1: Yeah. That's um, awesome. Probably next month there will be a shirt in Nicaragua. Okay. Because these people who live here are going there to do business and yeah. they want to help the movement keep moving. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. in December of, or October of 2019, I just had 27 Japanese delegates in the room. I said, one of you can take this back to Tokyo. Yeah. And that's how we started going forward.
0: That's really cool. That's a cool story. And look how far you've gotten now.
1: Oh, I'm still thirty-two countries. Thirty-two foreign countries have a shirt. There's a shirt in the Ukraine. Okay, that's cool. In the Ukraine. That's super cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All
0: right, well, you got we had a lot of updates and a lot of good information for this of stuff. show. I like of it. Stuff. That was a good one. Okay, I'm going to give our sponsor for the second half, Marion McNally. Please you guys keep her in your prayers. Like I said, she's going through uh, battling cancer again. So definitely keep her in your thoughts and prayers. Um, And if you need anything with real estate, selling your home, buying a home, she is with Next Home Realty Connection. And her phone number is 503-213-3550. And we will be back next week.
1: As As the the movement movement continues. continues.